shows and work and I hear you're going out of town. Yes, I'm going to Seattle tomorrow for the Nubian Pride pageant. Um, that happened on Saturday, but I have to go a day early to get with the dancers and rehearse and all that stuff. And it's a competition for, is it a crown? It's a, pa- it's a pageant. Oh my God, fabulous. Yes. Well, we wish you the best of luck. We'll know by this weekend. Did, uh, so by next Wednesday, we'll know if you're coming with the yep. crown or not. Exactly. Well, you're definitely a contender. <coughs> Hopefully. And you're getting over a little bit of a cold. Well, get it, yeah. Yeah. Of course, right before I fly out, oh, that would Lord happen have to mercy. me. Well, you're going to make it happen. Yeah. For sure, I have a good team behind me. Awesome. But what have you been up to? Girl, I'm just, you know, a lot of the time is sitting here in the chair, broadcasting House of Pride <laughs> Radio, and we have a full house today, folks. Uh, uh, of course, if you want to um, call in and, and be a part of our show today, the phone number is 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. Do call in and be a part of House of Pride Radio. Well, we're going to have to just get things going, Pearl. Let's get right to it, girl. Uh, well, I want to uh, introduce, um, now they've come back, they've been here a couple times, but it's always a pleasure to have them back. It's uh, David Carver and his lovely mom, Lillian. Welcome. Hi, Tweeka. Hi there. (laughs) Your hair looks fabulous, Lillian. Who did that? Guess who? (laughs) David? (laughs) Guess it was me. All right. Well, welcome back to House of Pride uh, Radio. Can you give us an update from the last time you were with us? Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think. There's been so many wigs and hair that's gone through. Do you have an assistant yet? No, but I'm going to need one soon. <laughs> Things are getting bigger. Folks, uh, any of you creative folks listening to us, <laughs> you think you have a, a, a thing for hair? Give David a call. He might, uh, might very well hire you as an assistant. <laughs> well, things are getting better and better. I'm getting more and more work and branching out and... Doing any work for anyone you can mention? Uh, Is it top secret? There is a top secret project for a very big uh, performer in the city that's coming up. Is it Peaches Christ? It it may be. (laughs) Folks listening to us now, Peaches is coming on live at 7 p.m. Pearl Tees. I know you've worked with her recently. Yeah, she's so much fun. I can't wait to see her. She is such a wonderful person. I can't wait to catch up on all her creative Right, all her magnificent stuff she's always got going on. So that's 7 p.m. And I know you've worked with Peaches in the past. I have. She's amazing. I've seen it. Was it it red, a big red wig that you did? I've done the red. I've done the blondes. I've done a few projects for her. That's great. I'm so happy for you because I remember when you opened and you were like, okay, (laughs) opening the door. And now you're just rock and rolling, bringing that hair high to heaven every day. Exactly. (laughs) Stairway to, hairway to heaven, I like to say. (laughs) Um, Great. And you've actually done a couple wigs for me. Thank you so much. I've I've worn one recently at um, Balançois. Oh, my pleasure. Oh, you're, you're doing drag out now. Yeah. Was it <laughs> Oh, no, it wasn't. It was the Monster Show. I did the Monster Show for the oh. first time since Cookie passed. That's how long it has been for me. Like, it really was a That's big... That's the last time I was there. Because it's a... It was really profound when I was mm-hmm. performing, you know, in this tight space, the back way people right. get where the girls get ready. I mean, so many times I've worked with Cookie for years and years, and we would be like passing each other in that tight space, and you can't help but think about it. Mm-hmm. And it just was really profound. It was, I felt it. I really did. Uh, but that's where I, I wore your blonde hair, the blonde updo. 
Oh, that was one of my favorites. Thank you, honey. Um, So what else can you tell us about your business? Oh, we're planning a big show in a few weeks. Oh, where? Oh, is it like the ones you've done in the past? It's a little different. It's a fundraiser, and it's coming up at Midnight Sun on Sunday, May 15th. May 15th. uh, What days? Did you say what day that is? That's Uh, Sunday. 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 What time of day? What time are you having? Uh, it's it? going to start at four. Okay. And so, um, what is the fundraiser for? Well, I want to start a little nonprofit wig business out of my wig studio mm-hmm. uh, that would help cancer patients in need of wigs and services. Oh, okay. So branching out a little bit between the drag and the helping other clientele as well. Well, that's pretty awesome. What made you decide to do this? Oh, I, I work with a handful of cancer patients and really like to get more involved. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And there's really a need for it. There's no place that they can come and get their hair done and their wigs and feel better about themselves and without looking too wiggy. At least locally in the city. Yes. Yeah. I, wow, you know, that's just amazing. A creative person, you know, you've established yourself and now you're giving back to the community or, tr- or starting to launch that. Yes. Um, Mom must be proud of you. Oh, yes. That's, it's great, to, you know, to do for the, the people. And they, they really appreciate it, too. Oh, I, I can imagine. Is, is, is it human hair that you like to use? I'm really big in synthetic. I've gotten away from the human hair. I like the synthetic better. What's a con of human hair, would you say, using human hair? Is the style there doesn't hold as long. It do, you can't do as much. Mm. It just, it just yeah. doesn't seem worth it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, now, let's talk about your mom's hairdo. <laughs> People <laughs> can't see it, but we can describe it. How would you describe your mother's look? Oh, she has the rainbow hair. She's got purple and <laughs> turquoise and magenta and orange. She's a very colorful lady. It seems like uh, the cool hues are dominating this week. They are. Yeah, it depends on her mood. <laughs> how, often do you, how often do you redo her hair? We do it maybe once a month. Yeah. Touch it up, change the colors. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's sort of like a mood hair. Mood hair. It changes with the feeling. Yes. Yeah. And with her outfits. (laughs) It really looks good the way it's all blended together. I really love the magenta with the orange underneath. And um, what color purple is that, would you say? Uh, It's violet, to be exact. Nice. And that kind of um, turquoise blue, what is that? Is that a teal? It's a teal. They've launched some new colors. So she's the guinea pig as well. Uh, lovely, lovely. It looks fabulous. We'll take a couple pictures here, folks, and then we'll post them on Facebook, right. on our Facebook page. Um, so now, um, Lillian, are you involved in um, David's um, fundraising, what he's going to be doing with the fundraisers? Do you get involved in that? Uh, somewhat. Yeah, she'll be performing yeah. this time. She'll oh. be taking the stage. Oh, yeah. She's, she's going to be the talent. Yes, she is. I don't take the stage too often because I'm not really, you know, talented too much. Yeah, sure. She did theater in high school. I was just going to ask you when you uh, were, what did you study in school? Well, a little bit of it. I used to, I was more in like in plays and stuff I did, but, mm-hmm. but that was so long ago, of course. And what, what town was that in? In the city. Here. In, oh, you you guys are from San Francisco. Isn't that amazing? Mm, yeah, yes. San Francisco. Wow. So you represent quite a history here. Uh, 
you've gone back some time and has it changed much for you the like say the creative scene with performers i think it's changed somewhat it's a little different from you know when i was younger then you were wearing platinum blonde but now you have like rainbow hair I used, for example, I was blonde. <laughs> I think at one time yes. he made me blonde before this. Before I started with the rainbow, I think I was blonde. Uh, Much more conservative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, be, well, before that, I well under all this, it's all white. Mm -hmm. The hair is. You What's know, your natural color? Black. Oh, uh, like raven uh, black. Yeah. Nice. That's how I started, you mm -hmm. know, but, uh, and then I used to have salt and pepper hair for a while, too, and then... And then David said, no, we won't have any of that, it's no. platinum blonde. <laughs> and then the blonde, and then I don't know the how, blonde the, phase. how it came about. What it, did... I don't know, it just came one day. <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did the inspiration for a rainbow take hold, David? Was there a pivotal moment? Or did we say I was kind of, it was, I didn't have much color Yeah, or she something. needed a change, and next thing I knew, we, it just took off from there. Yeah, all of a sudden, he brought all this color, and there it was. It's a, you are a living snow cone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. But it's, it's so much fun with it, you know? I mean, I'm so used to it, so... Well, it looks, I mean, it's really complimentary, and it's probably, it's hard to pull off, but somehow it all works, and I think this, the shape of your, your haircut, which, how would you describe that cut, David? Oh, it's a little, it's a, I want to say Sassoon cut, Sassoon pre precision cut. Uh-huh, in rainbow. Now, <laughs> besides your mother, who else is performing at your fundraiser? Oh, a bunch of new up-and-coming queens, uh, Ava Lachey. Okay. She's going to do it, and then there's some other... New ones that are called, let's see, there's a few from San Jose that are coming. Sally Struts. Mm hmm. I've heard of her. Uh, Pickles Buffet. Oh, yes. Okay. She's going to come. There's also. These sound like Cruising to Lose girls. I think they are. I've kind of stolen some of her people. Um, <laughs> we have Lynn Foma. She's going to come. Lynn Foma. Yes. Uh huh. Uh, Harley Rouge. She's coming. We have Carla Dream. And then I have that Jesus, you better work. He's going to come do his Oh, act. God, yes. That's another cruising performer. Yes. Well, you have your hands full uh, for this fundraiser, and we wish you the best of success. Let's reiterate, it is Sunday at Midnight Sun at 4 p.m. on... May 15th. Coming up, folks. Just show, there's no um, cover, is there? No, there's a suggested $5 donation, but no cover. And and that money goes to the um, cancer fundraising yes. uh, goals then, that you have. Well, uh, also, G News is going to make an appearance there. They're going to be doing a live show, so they're going to be there too. And awesome. some other surprise guests. Fabulous. Now, tell us again where your shop is located, and if folks needed to make an appointment with you, what would they do? Uh, it's located at 18th and Treat in the active space. And if they wanted to get a hold of me, they can either go through the Facebook or text me at 415-378-3728 or call. Mm -hmm. And the name of your business is? Diva Hair by David Carver Ford. Diva Hair, folks. Go look it up. So thank you again for coming on House of Pride <laughs> Radio. Wasn't that fun, Pearl? Yeah, it's always good to catch up with you guys. Folks. Thank you, Tweak and Pearl. That was fun. Right. We'll Thanks be... for having us. You're it's... welcome, and we want to see you back real soon, you hear? Oh, oh I'm always, whenever.
whenever he says uh, he's coming here, I said, well, how about me? Did they ask for me? <laughs> you know, I always make sure I could come too. That, that's the way to do it. I'm going to dedicate this song to you guys, and we'll be right back with Sheena Rose. She asks me why I'm just a hairy guy. I'm hairy noon and night, hair that's a fright. I'm hairy high and low, don't ask me why, don't know. It's not for lack of bread, like the grateful dead, darling. Gimme head with hair, long beautiful hair, shining, gleaming, steaming, flaxen, waxen. Give me down the there, hair, shoulder length and longer. Here, baby, there, mama, everywhere, daddy, daddy, hair. Show it, show it, long it's got to grow in my hair. Let it fly in the breeze and get caught in the trees. Give a home to the fleas in my hair. Yes, yes, yes. House of Pride Radio Show, live from San Francisco, showing every shade of the rainbow today with David and his mom, Lillian. That's Diva Hair. Go to Diva Hair. Get your hair done right. And don't forget to check them out at Midnight Sun on the 15th. Now let's have a nice round of applause for the dance diva herself, Miss Sheena Rose. Yay. Hi, thanks for having me again. Hey, Sheena girl, what's hey, going it's on? It's good to see you back. I know. I was here last time and you weren't here. Oh, filling in for a girl. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, she, she put me on the spot and made me host. Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> Can you swing that door shut, Pearl? <laughs> I, I hear some girl. feedback on that. Um, right so what have you been up to since then? Nothing much, just keeping busy. I have the new song out, Two of Hearts. We heard it right before the show started. It sounds so cute. Oh, thank you. And there's tons of remixes. So let me just, um, let's do the lead up here. Club hit, Two of Hearts, a cover of the 1980s hit by Stacey Q, produced by Billboard producer Leah Frappier. Sheena Rose now returns with the highly anticipated remix EP releases, Two of Hearts. The remixes, part one and part two. (laughs) (laughs) Who are the remixers? Um... 
so there's so many that we had to do a part one and a part two. And I don't think I've ever done that before, but um, well, my how promoter... long did it take you to redo it in the the in the first place? This one seemed like it took forever, right? Because I was working on it like around this time last year. I started mm. working on it, okay. and then. Um, Originally, I was going to release it in the fall, but I still had more remixes coming in from guys, uh-huh. and so we, we pushed it back. We, we released the single in, um, for Valentine's, and then we, we did the remix packages. So. Right. The single, couple of remixes, yeah. Leo's and Wayne Yeah, G. Leo Frappier's Not Wayne G. Wayne originals. And Wayne and then, Newman. Yeah, and then Wayne Newman. I put the, originally it was just going to be Leo and um, Sprato Edit and Club Mix, but Wayne Newman did like four mixes for me and mm-hmm. um, that one that we put on for the single it, it was very kind of like a um, really slow sexy groove mix from like uh-huh. it's not like a 90s mix and what it's not really cute what was the mix called it had a cool um, name something I can't remember Wayne champagne. Newman's Silk Stockings and Champagne Mix and so I thought that that'd be cute for Valentine's cute. you know so we I put it on there that. it's like a little added bonus and it charted really yeah, high it did really well on, top 10 um, would, would you say mass poll what would you say that one's your favorite I can't say they're all, you know, like pick which one's my favorite because they're all so different and they're all so special. But you don't yeah. have one favorite. I well, which one are you performing live? One. I, you know, I really love his work. Um, he's from the UK. His name's Cubic, mm-hmm. and um, he's worked a lot with Wayne. And um, he recently did a remix for. Oh, I'm blanking. But he did a remix for somebody else. Madonna? And I heard it, and I was like, oh, that's cute. And so I asked him to, to be a part of the package, and he, he jumped at it. Is there a remixer that you haven't worked with yet that you wanted to? Oh, my God. There's so many. I would love to work with... Um, God, who would I love to work with that I haven't worked with yet? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I didn't Take get today. I, I've been up since three. You know, she works... Because I, I work early in the morning. She works at night shift. Um, let's see. I would love to work with Matt Consola. Cause he, Consola, no, he's yeah. local. Well, that's and, doable. Um, I just haven't had an opportunity to do it yet. But yeah. I would really love to work with him. Matt actually has moved to Seattle. So is John yeah. Lepage. Yeah. Him so, too. Yeah. yeah. John um, but, you know, we're all connected now in this mm. world. So you can still do business here and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we, so yeah, it's a fabulous EP package. I've mm-hmm. heard a couple of mixes. I heard Leo's. That was a great mix. Yeah. Uh, and I, he did a, he did a remix also. He did a big anthem. Yeah. Big room anthem. And I'm partial to my remix that I did yes, for you. Of course. And I also love Wayne Newman's remix, which yes. uh, got top 10. Both Leo and Wayne first out of the box for mm-hmm. the, for the um, mm-hmm. Valentine's release. Both hit top 10 mass pool, yeah. but not only mass pool, on Starfleet as well. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of other charts, like DJ yeah, charts. D- yeah, DJ, Zip DJ recently. Mm-hmm. I think yesterday or the day before it So it's there. actually your biggest hit, I think, so I far. I think so. That's what they're saying. Which is really exciting because I, I was hoping, I was hoping something would happen with it, but I wasn't expecting that in so soon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And I'm also really excited. I got to work with um, Edson Pride. I've been wanting to work with him for a while, and um, we finally hooked up, and and he did a remix for the part one package. Well, why don't we go ahead and listen to your favorite mix of? Um uh, of two of hearts, you can find it here. That is the that is the cubic yeah. radio edit. Two of hearts, folks. Here it comes. I 
That's Two of Hearts. Fabulous remix. Good job, girl. Thank you, sweetie. So, folks listening to us, if you want to win a free pair of tickets to Hot Box at Aunt Charlie's this Friday or Saturday, call us at 415-550-0511. And you'll be a lucky winner, courtesy of Sheena Rose. <coughs> Tell us about Hot Box. So, it's a, it's a weekly show at Aunt Charlie's Lounge. It's actually the longest-running drag show in the city. It's been running since the 90s. Um, and we have a really great cast. We have Miss um, Ronnie Simpson. Or Miss Ronnie, nothing more. She changed her name. And so she's part of the cast. And then Colette Legrand is on there. And um, a bunch of older older queens. And it's it's from... The show starts at 10.15 and it goes to like midnight. It's a pretty long show. There's four sets. Five to six girls. Wow, the, old, the longest of running con- show. Yes. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Yes. Um, how long have you been with them since the beginning? I've been with them since... Oh God, no girl. Um, it's 2007, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what would folks ex- uh, should they expect if they go to the show? A great time. Um, Joe, the bar manager, um, bartends on both nights, and the drinks are cheap and they're really strong. He he gets you, he gets you your money worth. You <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can enjoy a really great show. It's very eclectic. Every girl has their own style and taste of music that they do, and it's a lot of fun. That's fabulous. Um, so you're so busy these days with your recordings and your live performances. Yes. It, um, but I'm going to be at, yeah, I'm actually going to be at Balanswa on um, next, next Friday oh. for the first time. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Hi, you're live on the air. Who are we speaking with? Oh, God, they hung up. So, yes, like it was, it's, it's a lot of fun. How long have you yeah. been over at Hot Box Girls? Oh God, what's it been? Seven, eight, eight or nine years now? That's yeah, yeah, nine years because I've been doing drag since 2006. So that's a hard show years. to get into. It is because you know they have. It's one of those you have your set cast, and yeah. Joe is very loyal to the girls that are loyal to him in the bar. Uh-huh. And so um, there's a set cast, and there's even set guest performers. So once a girl leaves. Then a spot opens, right. but there's already these guest performers yeah. that are lined up. Yeah, yeah. I I just happened to go down there one night for the Wednesday night show. I, I started the, the Dream Queens. I'd also do uh-huh. that every second fourth Wednesday. They have a show, and um, I went down there with a girl because she said it was an open show, but she put she put them on the spot, and I was like, oh my god, you know, the last thing I want to do is piss somebody off. But they let me do a number anyways, and then they like my style or whatever, and. <coughs> It just grew from there. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it feels like home, you know? Uh-huh. It, it's just, it's a really fun place, you know? It seems like it's a really fun place. I yeah. I have to go and check it out. But, um, who are, the, who are some of the other cast members? I know Ronnie Simpson. Uh, Ronnie Simpson. Kipper. Carla Gay. Carla Gay. It's a host, and, and she, um, on Saturdays, and mm-hmm. she, she performs also. And then Kipper. Mm-hmm. Kipper's in the cast. And then... Daphne Deluxe used to be, but she's taken a little hiatus. So maybe oh, she comes back okay. soon. And Donna Fursana used to be in there, but she took a little bit of a hiatus. Okay. And then um, Olivia Hart, mm-hmm. Sophia. And then I know I'm missing somebody. Colette is in the cast, right? Or yeah, okay. she's in the cast. She's your cocktail waitress, too. Yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah, yeah. So she'll, she'll, That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll be serving cocktails and then just run back and change. And then. All right. Yeah. 
fun. But they try to get me to do that once before. I was like, no. Just, I'm yeah. Like, I can't. No, thanks, I have to be bro. focused on one thing or else. Yeah, I will not be ready. <laughs> it's going to be hot so mess. That's it. I, if I'm not getting ready, like, right after my number, I, I wouldn't make yeah. it out on time. I feel like I'm fanning myself. In right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, that's cool. Are you, um... You're, there's another show that has a closed cast like that that's stopping. Oh, really? Faux Girls. A Faux Girls is going to stop? Their last show was June. Oh, no. For good? Or are they going to move to another venue? I think they're going to move to another venue because something mm. happened with the food that was going on there or something. Oh, okay. Like, they're not able to, to serve food or and something. That's one of the shows I'd, I'd always wanted to go see, but I just... It's during the week. Oh my god, it's such a, a good time. show. You should definitely try to catch yeah. it before they last. They last I definitely time. will now that I know that they're they're going away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a nice place to have a show. Yeah. Well. It seems like a lot of places like are starting to to get rid of the shows. <sighs> Remember Marlena's? Did you ever perform at Marlena's? I never did. Mm. I did like a fundraiser there once. That was a fun place too. It was a regular place for me. Well, last chance to call, and we had to call it, but somehow the 1978 telephone that we have here dropped the line call. So if you're listening to us, call us back, 415-550-0511-415-550-0511. What else would you like to tell us about your glamorous life, Sheena Rue? Well, I hope hope you guys check out the single. We worked really hard on it this year, and... um, so I was so happy when it, we finally got it out there. And um, I, every time I, I was telling you before we went on, every time I release something, I get kind of like, like nervous. a little nervous, not so nervous, but like worried. I'm like, I hope they like it. I hope they get into uh-huh. it. And we were really, we really turned it out with this one. So I hope they check it out. And where can they check it out? Um, it's on all the stores on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Do you prefer them to go to iTunes or you don't really... Either one. I mean, it all, it all goes to the same place. Right. Do you, are you already working on your next project? Yes. We, we actually already finished it. And, oh. Um, yeah. It's going to be... I'm probably going to release it in the fall or, or the winter. It's an original track. I haven't done original since Make Queen of Club. Oh, Queen oh, of right. Club. Uh, Juan, my, my husband, who does all my costumes and mm-hmm. takes my photos and everything, he wrote it with Leo, and um, it's called Blonde Ambition. The, uh, yeah. So we, we do a little name <laughs> dropping in it, like Dolly and... That's cute. Anna and stuff like that. So it's really cute. It's I love it. So Juan is like this uh, force behind the... He is. Mm-hmm. He's written like four or five songs for me for... I'm also working on an album for hopefully next year. And so and, he's wrote songs for that also. And then he does your clothes, your dresses. My, my costumes, and yeah. And then my No, I've been doing my hair myself. I've, oh. I've been... Yeah, because, you know, it costs so much money to have somebody do, do a wig for you. It costs like... 60 70 bucks and i was like if i can learn how to do certain styles that i like to wear you know i'm set you know? so what, i have no idea how to do hair what do you i usually use like wire and duct tape what is some of the tricks that you've learned for styling hair a really good <laughs> um back rat like you know when, when you rat it you know you have to really um, make sure you get in there and get it so get it, it becomes like kind of that kind of frizzy look and then you style it yeah and then you brush over it and then you add curls and Come over sometime, or I'll come I, over I your would, house and we'll do we'll that. do a wig. Yeah, how, I'm still um, learning. You know, how I'm still, long does it take to do? It depends on the style. Like I, I can whip out a wig. Like I did Bette Midler a couple weeks ago, and I had to redo my Bette wig, and so it, I whipped it out in like 30 minutes. Because it's a style I know a how to do really a little bit. And yeah, a lot of hairspray. Yeah, a lot of hairspray. How do you make curls and things like? 
The hot curlers. You get those big hot. Oh, they work. <laughs> the jumbo so hot curlers. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Did you know that curl? <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit. That's why I think all the queens use. Yeah. yeah. The big jumbo hot curlers. Yeah. <laughs> I need, so I need some new ones. And you leave them in there. Yeah. You you, you plug you plug it it in. You let them heat up, and then you while while that's going on, then you back rat your wig, and then you um. You curl it, and then you wait until the, the curls are cool, and then you take them out. And how long do you have to like, <laughs> set that that mess? <laughs> I usually set it for like twenty minutes. Oh, that's yeah, good. yeah. And then you just I usually set it, it, and then and I go do something like like wash the dishes or and something. Then, <laughs> and come back and, and then you apply a lot of hairspray. Yeah, I like a. There's this hairspray called um. It comes in the 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 yellow can. It's Girl called got to be super super glue. Oh, super hair, or hair glue, hair glue. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. It's, it's really good. Or something. It's really, really good. Yeah. All right. Wow, we've learned, I've learned something here today. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else, Sheena Rose? Um, no. I mean, if you're in town, come out and check out Hotbox Girls. I'll be there Friday and Saturday, and then I'm excited. I'm performing at Balançois on um, next Friday. Yes. For Cruisin's show. Ain't your mama's drag? Yes. We're. we're I'm going to be performing the, the new song, Two of Hearts, and maybe something else. That's fabulous. Well, one of, could that be somebody who's winning tickets to Hotbox? Let's find out. Hello, you're live on the air. Who are we speaking with? Hey, Tweakers. Chris Lopez, Hi. how are you? Hi, Chris Lopez. Congratulations, you've won two tickets to this weekend's show on either Friday or Saturday to the Hotbox. Box girls. Cool! Yay! So Sheena, Sheena, how should she be um, a name at the door or something? Yeah. So j- just give two names at the door. Um, let let Tweeka get get together with Tweeka on Facebook and let her know what night you'd like to come and um, and all the information she'll get to okay. you and just yeah, leave two I names at the door. Questions. Um, how do you like working with Marco Middlesex as a songwriter? Oh, I, I love working with Marco. He's I think he's a really great songwriter. I, I love I love his songs and um Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Yeah. And yeah. my second question was, um, two hearts. Mm-hmm. When you when you came up with the music, um, what does that like mean to you when you were doing it? You know, it, it it's the cover to the to the Stacey Q song and I um when I was in the studio I, I for the second verse it kinda spoke to me like my relationship with my husband and mm-hmm. um he's yeah, he's been a huge supporter and listen to it and it's really like amazing like it's really oh thank you relaxing and it's just um something that i can just like relate to and it's just like the sound effect is so um it's got like a nice meditation vibe to it so it's just amazing oh cool thank you you're welcome it's one of the songs that's very relatable everybody Everybody gets into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to call and talk to you guys. Talk Aww. to you later. Hey, so, so thank you for calling in. This is no the problem. Chris Lopez, right? We're friends on Facebook. This is yes, Tweeka. Yeah. Okay. I will uh, message you the details, honey. Thank you so much for calling in. You're welcome. Bye. Have a good Bye. night. You too. All right, Pearl Tees. Uh, why don't we go out with one more version of Sheena's... Uh, Massive EP dance tracks. Uh, to yeah, let's parts. find out what. It, let's let's know what the when that she was talking about. She was talking about she can meditate to it. Which one is, Which that? One is that? I don't that know. That must be the Wayne Newman one. You want to play that sexy? Do, do I have that one? Because <laughs> yeah. all right, if I don't, I'll play <laughs> play uh, Leels. If I don't have that one, that was actually Juan's favorite favorite mix too. 
Because it was so different, you know. And you can meditate to it. I'm so used to you yeah. being like a dancing, like, to, for it to be like a dance shaking track or something. Shaking my titties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, was... I'd slow it down a little bit, too. I'll, I'll do a ballet. I, I think you're holding the champagne bottle in between your, your rack, basically, on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and your husband's holding the, the glasses or something. That's the, and that's the vision I get when I listen to this. But, you know, to each his own. Okay, uh, Two of Hearts, Wayne Newman Radio Edit by Sheena Rose. Must be the one that Chris Lopez meditates to. Oh, yeah, girl.
That was Sheena Rose, Two of Hearts. Pearl, you're live. So so we're live, and my co-host and Sheena are talking in the background while the mics are up. And um, hey. Uh So now I'd like to introduce our next guest. Pearl, why don't you go ahead and do the honors? You want to call her? I did. She didn't answer. So, so why don't you anyway? bring in our next guest? All right. Do you, do you, <laughs> do you know their names? No. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you a duel to be reckoned with, creative producers, DJs. We're talking about Philip Grasso and Andy Lax. Come on in, guys. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Have a seat. You, somebody can sit here in the special chair next to Zuika. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hi, us. nice to meet nice you. To you. Nice to see you again. I know we already hugged. Uh, so, guys, welcome. This is your first time on House of Pride Radio. Do you know my co-host, Pearl Tees? Hi, Pearl. Oh, I know. Uh, so, wow, I hear feedback. What's that? So, what do you guys have coming up? Uh, uh, they have a lot coming we up. We have a lot. <laughs> um, let's talk about May 7th. <laughs> So we're launching a new party over at Mighty on Utah Street. There's a benefit for AIDS Lifecycle called Shift. And so it's our first run with our new production company, Paradigm. Paradigm. Where did you come up with that name? Lots and lots of talking. We had lots of brainstorming. <laughs> sort of like the Supremes when they were joining, trying to figure out a name. For yeah, them. <laughs> it was like we were trying to come up with what do we want our party to be, party to be called in our production group. And we wanted to... Um, kind of like shift where nightlife was so we came up with paradigm shift i like it we'll split it, it up and alc so shifting bike gears we figured if maybe down the line it would be versatile enough that we could do something else so and what does that brand mean to us well it's brand new so um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see give us another six months and maybe we'll have a better answer <laughs> right but all, all um eight of us have come from producing other parties or working on other parties and probably going out far more than we should um so this is a way that we could bring it all together a lot of talent bringing to the table to um to help others i guess uh the, with their in denver's I, I saw that in your description on your facebook page that you are you facilitate i guess fundraising or um the causes yeah right? i mean a lot of the parties we've all worked on before have been uh, fundraisers or benefits and so it seemed a natural way to go for us Awesome. And in fact, on May 7th, the benefit is for ALC. The AIDS Life Cycle. Mm -hmm. AIDS Life Cycle. Awesome. How did you collaborate with them? How did you guys, you know, why was that your, Um, did they come to you? This whole project is sort of the brainchild of um, another guy from our team named Victor Martinez. And he felt a strong tie to them. And when he said to us, what do you think about working with ALC? Um, We all thought that was a great idea. No one one could argue that. Now, where is this going to be? At Mighty, over on Utah Street. I've and never been what, to Mighty. Oh, it's a good space. Is it? They used to do a lot more gay parties there, um, and that sort of tapered off. So when we were looking for a space, um, we wanted somewhere that wasn't where we were all partying every weekend. Um, so this seemed somewhere that we already liked, we already knew the space, but it felt fresh again. And what time does the party start? starts at 9. It's from 9 till 4. Okay. Um, so it's a seven-hour party. Um, and because ALC that is... Uh, beneficiary of ours for the event um, we are taking the spirit of the ride um, and kind of interpreting it over the course of the night so the ride is seven days and the party is seven hours um, and we're going to take some of the things that you see during the ride some of the experiences that the riders have um, and present them in new ways um, oh cool 
We'll have some little tricks up our sleeves as little nods to the wall. Are you gonna be is it are you gonna be raising funds at the party also? So each ten dollars from every ticket we sell goes to a rider's fundraising goal. So we have twenty five riders as hosts uh-huh. paired with twenty five non riders and a portion of ten dollars from each of their tickets will go to that rider's personal goal. Cool. Do you guys have a goal as a whole? The more, the more, the, more the, the merrier. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Feel free to make a donation at any time. <coughs> we All need right. people to donate to House of Pride Radio. Right. <laughs> Our dues are going sky high with the uh, the rent. You I know, the ins- yeah. yeah. But uh, but that's what right. What else is we'll, new in we'll San Francisco? Yeah, what else is new? So what else do you guys have going on after? Well, actually, can I ask you a question about um, your fundraiser, Mighty? Yeah. Who are the who's who else is involved? Who are some of the DJs, and what can folks expect if they go there? So the DJs, we have three. Um, we have in the side room called, which we've named the Ride Hard Lounge. Um, we have two local DJs, mm-hmm. um, Carrie on Disco from Pom Puppy, and also David Harness, who's local legend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the main room, we have a DJ coming up from Rio named Idu Quintas, who's one of the main resident DJs from their nightclub, The Week. Wow, um, and some of us had worked with him on a party a few years ago, and totally fell in love. Um, blew us away. So it sounds like the a party of the weekend on May seventh. Party of the year. Of the year, damn oh, it! All right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a big event. Um, are, are people buying tickets now? Where can you go to get the tickets? General admission just went on sale today. Do you know the URL off the top of your head? Um, they can go to paradigmsf.com, um, and that'll take you to our Facebook page. Uh, and yeah, general admission are on sale today. That's without a code. Um, and if you know a host, there's a list of um, all 50 hosts. Uh, that would be a discounted ticket through hosts as well. That's right. And, and you know, folks like me probably don't know how to spell <laughs> paradigm. What? It's P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M, not D-I-M-E. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a Facebook page for the event, which is just Shift. If you search it, it's Shift. Up. Shifted into party gear, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have been on the scene for quite some time. Let's talk a little about Not you. That old, yeah, <laughs> well, for for a pretty minute. Um, you both are. Is it fair to say producers? I mean, this is our at least mine. I think yours as well. First, um, sort of as a solo project for yeah. us. We've been always working with larger organizations, so this was our first venture. Oh, well, congratulations! Are you the founders of Paradigm? Would you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah uh, and Victor were the three producers, and mm-hmm. then we have a team of eight. How did you all meet back in the day? Did you? Was it here in San Francisco? Yeah, um, <laughs> probably on a dance floor, and yeah, probably doing something dance that we probably. How dance buddies? Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the venues you would patron? Um, Ten fifteen Folsom, we do a lot of parties at. Um, beatbox we're at far more than anyone has any right to be yeah. <laughs> yes and in fact I think Brian Kent's listening to us I, I saw that he was liking that you guys were coming on Brian if you're listening to us give we us a shout out out. <laughs> 415-550-0511 I'm really pining for you folks to call us today I, uh, we want to feel the love Pearl <laughs> Pearl, feel, Pearl has a lot of love in her life but we can need some love right <laughs> ain't that the truth <laughs> Pearl's leaving on a jet plane is it tomorrow tomorrow oh, girl okay. Uh, Seattle. Nice. It's a pageant. For a pageant. So, so you're, mo- I, you, so you're busy. Work. Well, yeah. now you can get Mac and Solo to hook up your buddy for the remix. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's right. I'll be right out there. Matt, if you're listening, you better come and <laughs> hang out with me. <laughs> Pearl D's need you, Matt. Um, wow. So I, now... Um, What's uh, different working yeah, together no. than working with the other people that you've worked with so far? 
Wait, well, when you have eight people as opposed to 30 people, it's a whole lot easier to make decisions. <laughs> you put five homos in a room, you're going to have 20 opinions. So, Right. <laughs> is it harder because you have less? Like harder to think of ideas and stuff? Probably um, easier. Our meetings turn out to be far more fun. My husband has declared how much wine we're allowed to drink at meetings. I love um, it. He's coming home to a table of empty wine bottles and us drunk. So I the meetings it. have actually been... Um, not so bad. Yeah, and it's generally like each of us has a specific task. So I do production, um, Andy does uh, hospitality, and uh, DJ liaison, um, Simon uh, does all of our marketing. So it's like basically one person plus maybe a helper is in charge of taking yeah. care of something. Well, it takes a, takes a small village to make something creative happen. Um, and it's, did you say this was your first uh, event as collaborators? Mm -hmm. So, oh my God. So here it is. Putting it to the How test. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, we are excited. Yeah. And um, countdown has begun. That's right. So May 5th, uh, folks, you got to go. What, what it? <laughs> May 7th. May 7th. Don't, so. don't rush us. <laughs> don't rush us. And you can stand days. in line right. and pitch a tent. <laughs> right. Uh, awesome. Now, are you working? Are you still working on some music projects? Or? Um, yeah, actually, Russ and I, um, Russ Rich, mm -hmm. um, and I are working on a remix for One Night in Heaven, which is the new single by Toy Armada um, and DJ Grind featuring Anaya Day. Um, so that will be coming out in just a few weeks. And then Russ and I are working on um, a new single to come out this summer. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. Did you, now, did you and Russ work on Poyo de Moore's music last uh, few months Russ ago? Russ did, I don't Russ know. Did. I, I worked on it too. I, and your name has come up. I've seen your name. Like, we've, this is the first time we're actually connecting, but I've yeah, seen yeah. you out there. <laughs> um, are you a Billboard reporter too? I am not. Oh, okay. All right, and John Lepage's. I know that. And, yeah, it takes it takes a lot to become a billboard reporter. Does it? Yeah. There's two in San. There's three in San Francisco. Phil B, John Lepage, and I can't remember the the, the third. I think Brian Kent is as well. Okay, so um, I asked them. You guys get paid. They don't. It's all volunteer <laughs> work. They do it for the love of music. Yeah, and you have to like check in every week. It's a lot of. It's a, and you have to be nominated by several people. Yeah, it's a process. It's a process, um, but that's exciting. You're working with. Um, why was it in who did you say and I, i've seen her on the is she on the charts now i thought i've seen her on billboard with yeah, another I'm not collaboration sure what she's charting with currently but mm -hmm. um, uh yeah we're excited for this remix and our other projects uh we also do a, a monthly event at the lookout russ and i um along with stephanie phillips called house technicians ah okay what's that party like so it's um just it's a friday night party and as opposed to normal circuit music that circuit music that we would play out of the club uh, we focus on tech house and traditional house how would you describe what your sound is like when you what goes what ingredients go into you know a, a philip production musically um <laughs> I generally go for uh, just a sound that will always make you groove, um, something that's not too monotonous. Um, I use vocals not that often, but when I do use a vocal, um, it should uh, enhance uh, the beats that are already there. Um, so just like funky, groovy. I don't know, Andy, how would you describe my sound? <laughs> the one word that comes to mind I'm not allowed to probably say on the radio. Go yeah, for you, it. You are. Go for it. In the ear. Philip somehow is been associated with the term i think may have coined the term the cunty beats i love it <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it's fitting <laughs> <laughs> the cunty beats um what is an example of like somebody who's influenced you philip uh as a producer dj growing up over the years um 
Mark Knight is probably my favorite DJ producer. Uh, most people in the gay scene probably haven't heard of him, um, but he uh, is a big house producer that's been around for a long time. Is he based? He, uh, He's in based a, in the UK. In the UK, okay. Yeah, but he will be here, I think, uh, in a few weeks. So. Are you putting him in one of your productions? or What was that? Are you incorporating him into one of your upcoming productions? Um, yeah, well, well, with the sound that we're going for this time, it'll be more of that classic house sound. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome. <coughs> oh, poor. Sorry. <laughs> that, Pearl said thank you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> She's getting over a cold and flying on the jet plane tomorrow. Right. Is, right. Are your bags packed? No. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yeah, I don't want to think is about it. Is this for a pageant and you haven't packed it? No, I know, well, my designer is dealing with all my clothes oh, and stuff, well, so nice. I just have to worry about everything else. But um, Who is your, is, is it Kipper? Kipper. Uh, Kipper Snacks, shout out to Kipper Snacks. Yes, she better be working on my gown right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after this event, are all your events going to be fundraising for some, for, for someone um we left it open i think we want to do some of both uh, okay cool nice to have a budget where we can spend the money really on production uh -huh. it's crazy it's nice to do parties that are benefiting different organizations in the community um so the sky's the limit you know we can really go any direction with it but we'll probably do a little bit of everything i, I just looked on you guys's um facebook page it looks like you guys have worked or will work with people like honey mahogany and honey was one of the models for our poster Okay, cool. And is that for this upcoming yeah. event? Okay, yeah. cool. Is she going to be there? I'm assuming. Is she the one in the afro? Out of town <laughs> that weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, we wanted her to be there. Um, when we did our marketing campaign, we wanted to represent um, all different people in our community. Mm -hmm. So we did. To a, get different types of people. To exactly. Um, so uh, you know, our list of. Um, because people have been asking us, what do we wear to this event? Because our marketing campaign is like, we have a bear suit, and we have honey mahogany, and we have guys in leather. Right. And it's so, a great flyer. So yeah. Just today, what it, do I, it looks like a circus. What am I supposed to wear? Right. <laughs> Which one is honey? The one in the big afro? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That and typecasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What, it, what, what should folks expect? A little bit of everything. Um, I mean, someone asked today on the Facebook page, what should I wear? And I said, listen, wear leather, wear, come in drag, wear your sports gear, come, you know, in a jock strap. In what a bear suit in a, or, or barely nothing. <laughs> or barely nothing, right. Whatever, you know, whatever's going to make you feel like you can get down, get a little sexy. Right. Mighty real. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what we didn't want was for people to feel like, oh, this is a leather party. You have to come in leather or, you know, whatever. It's, it's not one thing. It's yeah. kind of whatever your groove is. And what's your guys' kind of long-term goal for Paradigm? World domination. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And peace. I mean, I said to Victor the other day, you know, it would be great if 30 years from now we're sitting there trying to figure out who to hand this off to. Um, mm -hmm. so Heck, Lena. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> uh, the, you know, let's uh, say that this is your first visit to House Pride Radio, um, yeah. but uh, it's not the last. Clearly. Let's come back when we after the party, the little rundown. <laughs> right. Let us know how it all went down. Um, Why fabulous. Don't you come and you can see for yourself. Right. I, you know, if I don't have to DJ, I, I DJ on these damn dinner boats out on the bay uh -huh. every weekend. So if I'm not, I'll, I'll be there. So yeah. you guys have to check them out. Go to ParadigmSF.com, and that'll link you right to their Facebook page, and you can check out everything that's going on with them um, and check them out May 7th. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming on. Folks, don't go anywhere. Peaches Christ is coming in, as well as Raza Italia. And uh, we have folks coming from the Community Housing Project. We'll be right back after the short musical break. <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the House of Pride show. Uh, I was feeling mighty real, too, talking to Philip Grasso and Andy Lax from Pal- uh, Paradigm. Paradigm, girl. Paradigm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, sounds like a great event coming up on the 7th. It May. sounds like fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, but now we're segueing into the second half of House Pride Radio. Yes, ma'am. It's that time. And now we Go have ahead. the fabulous <laughs> Peaches Christ in the house. Hey, Peaches. Hi. <laughs> it's been a pretty minute since you've been here. Welcome. How are you? Thanks for having me back. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, Pearl. It's now you since we performed together. I know. But I talked all about it on our show. Oh, good. <laughs> Let's rehash. You guys were together on what production? Sister, Sister Act. Mr. Yes, Act. Mr. Act, which was um, my uh, parody of, of Sister, Sister Act. Act. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, Pearl actually played two parts. She was both... Um, a murdered backup girl, Tina. Um, Latrice Royale's backup girl in, in, in Reno. And then she also played um, one a of the nun. sisters. Yeah. yeah. That was so much fun. So much fun. I'm glad you had fun. Are you and going to have her back on in a future production? I would love to. That'll be yeah. so much fun. I can't wait. <laughs> but speaking of which, you just finished your next production. We did, yeah. Spice Rack. Spice Rack. Yes. And it looks like it did so girl. well. It was, well, it, it, it was a, I feel like I'm going to die as a result of how hard it was, but, um, but oh, it was, Lord. it was a big success. So it was worth it, I guess. But yeah, it was really tough. It looked incredible. I saw it was a tougher one. Posted. That's a big production. How many people were in the cast? I don't really know. It was Hundreds. probably, let's say, I mean, well, there's five leads because yeah. there has to be five spice racks and, um, 
And then there were a lot of backup dancers. And then because we were doing um, a parody of the, their movie, Spice World, you know, we had lots of other characters. Because that, that movie is just a total train wreck it is. of, you know, yeah, epic proportions. <laughs> oh, so God. our stage show had to have lots of random, you know, celebrity appearances and stuff like that. You know, you said this one felt a little more difficult than your last one. What made It, it did. Why? Well, for one, you know, in the last one, I was the Maggie Smith character. So yeah. I didn't have to do any of the... Um, lip syncing for all the, the, the numbers that right. you guys did. So I um, uh, was more free to sort of stand back and watch as the director and the writer, you know, and kind of conceptualize it. But because I was playing Ginger... Ginger um, Spice. And because of the way that the, the out-of-town cast flew in, because uh-huh. we had a number of people coming from the UK, uh, we had two Manchester queens, one London queen in the show, and then we had Katya from RuPaul's Drag Race, um, who was flying in from Boston, we really could only have them, we got them in on Wednesday, and you know the process. Like, right. So on Wednesday we did like the read-through, and then we had a first blocking rehearsal. Thursday and Friday, we learned choreography for seven numbers, and then we did the show oh, for 2,000 people God. on Saturday. Oh, so, my God. Did you have, it sounds like yeah. Jesus. That's, so it was, it was and I'm the, I'm the old queen who's writing, directing, you know, producing. Right. And I was thinking, like, yeah. what was I thinking, right? Because I did this to myself. I went to the doctor on Monday because I was just totally, de- like, destroyed. He goes, um, you have bronchitis. Uh, which now I've been on antibiotics for. I'm already feeling much better. Uh, you have whiplash from the car accident you were in. And, oh my uh, God! Yes, yeah, so we talked about that. I that was, was like totally in a car accident on Tuesday. That's right. Um, and it was mild whiplash, but he was like, "I can't believe you did all that dancing, and you know, you wore right. heels." So I'm kind of proud of myself. And yeah. I was going <laughs> to Right. For a second, I thought the whiplash was from, you know, tossing your heavy wig as no, ginger if spice. <laughs> if you watch the show, if you watch me in particular, I had a caveat at the end of both performances where I said, you know, ginger was actually known to be the worst dancer. So <laughs> this, this was an artistic it was choice. Choreographed. Yes, exactly. Into the act. Um, it sounds though like, and let's give a shout out to your team that you had some good people helping you right behind the scenes our choreographer bobby barnaby was tireless i mean yeah. to to kind of come up with the numbers and luckily the spice girls themselves weren't you know they weren't it wasn't michael jackson yeah. choreography like it was you know doable uh-huh. and um, we're talking season pros more like, too it was the harder part for me wasn't so much the physical movement mm-hmm. it was remembering all my lines and, and seven dance routines, right? And lip syncing those <laughs> damn songs, yeah. And lips and right. and the lyrics, yeah. yeah. Um, so so, I don't know that um, I'll ever, you know, in in twenty years of doing these kinds of <laughs> events, I don't know that I've ever done anything that felt like this, uh-huh. you know. So I, I think I, you're always learning, you know. And yeah. Next time I'll, I'll remember, like maybe I'll play like the part Peggy Legs played. Right. <laughs> I don't need to be a Spice Girl. Well, uh, speaking of different, yeah. you're doing something a little bit, I don't know if it's different for you, mm-hmm. but you're, it's, you're taking stuff to film now? You're doing something with, um, it's something in space or something. Paul I recently you're making a movie about space queens. Really? What am I doing? What? Not, uh, not space <laughs> queens. News I to me. Look, I have to look it up again. Was it on the oh, internet? It was... Um, 
I am, let's see, well, I am a filmmaker, and I am, um, I currently have an office as part of the Film Society over at the um, Film House, and so I'm actually writing scripts, so maybe oh, that- you are? So that was, in, I think, in the Chronicle or something, so it, it might oh, be- Oh, maybe it's not space. Yeah, it's Mommy Dearest. Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, we're doing, so we're doing... No, no, Mommy Dearest does not take place in outer space. Right. Not, I don't know. Why, would be, I never be. said outer space, though. I just wanted to be on, on record. I never said outer space. Mommy Dearest I like, outer space. I like that. It's like, remember when um, Friday the 13th kind of jumped the shark and they sent Jason into outer space? Right. You know, that was like a Joan, mess. Joan Crawford on a spaceship. Just think about yeah. how, like, ra- the wheelchair and gravity, she could just right. float around. And, well, know. that's Baby Jane you're thinking about. Oh, sorry. See, now we're getting all messed up. It was so, so I am doing Mommy Dearest, um, which is a show we've done before where I play okay. um, Joan Crawford and Hecklina plays my drag daughter. I'm actually, we play ourselves. I'm Peaches yeah. Christ and my my um, star quality is falling. And so as an older queen, I, I adopt a drag daughter and I actually don't recognize that it's Hecklina in disguise who's come in to destroy my life, really. So um, a lot of, you know, uh, abuse and and hilarity ensues and so we're doing that um may 18th through the 21st so we actually um have started working on that some but it's a show that we've done before um for many years oh, so okay probably makes it a little easier to it does it does and we we kind of know our yeah it does we've re-envisioned it for the oasis so it'll be more of a proper um play with Uh an intermission so it'll be longer there'll be new stuff we won't be running the movie because this one people have really asked for kind of like our gray gardens one where where by adding more content finally we're like okay we don't have time to screen the movie this is like a full production right so this um, and it's Mommy Queerist Mommy Queerist yes. isn't that I love yeah. it I love it no so, you uh, directed and produced this also I did yeah or I'm going to um, and luckily now I have a, I've a, my um, assistant director Sam Sharkey who was our, my stage manager for many 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 years is now um, assisting me so that like I have a set of eyes out in the audience kind of watching um, and he's been so great like it's been so that's a new thing actually Sister Act was the first show where he did that and it made a huge difference for me I wanted to ask you uh, how so you put all that work that really drove you to the the brink yeah Um, how was uh, how was the love coming back was it a full house yeah, we sold out the eight o'clock show, and and uh, and it's just crazy when you sell out the Castro Theater because huge when, venue. You know, when we moved over there, like you know, I was moving from doing midnights at the Bridge Theater for all those years um, out on Geary Boulevard, where it's four hundred seats. I remember the first time we sold out the Bridge, you know, in the late nineties, and and thinking like this is amazing, you know, and just by putting one, and then we had to add a night, like that was right. a big deal when we added the second night at the Bridge. Um, and then we we took the leap to go to the Castro. I was very nervous because yeah. it's like it's like going from you know a four hundred seat house to a fourteen hundred seat house. Right. I mean, it's not like it. That is what, what it is. What year are we talking about now? When uh, let's see. So we so I made my movie in two thousand nine, and then we released it in two thousand ten. And two thousand ten was the first year we started doing regular events at the Castro because. We realized that we'd sort of outgrown the bridge. We were turning too many people away. It was a good uh, problem to have, but it was sort of fr- a frustrating situation because 
there wasn't something in between. It would have been nice to right. go from a 400 seat house to maybe an 800 seat house yeah. versus a 400 to a 1400. It's a right. now we're doing it and we, and and it works. And you're turning people away now at the Castro. Well, we <laughs> what's nice about the Castro is we were because it's so massive. Yeah. We're, we're rarely rarely turning people away. But we've been able to add a three o'clock show, so oh, that awesome. that's um, that picks up the uh, demand. There. It does, yeah. and it kind of gets the overflow. And the fact that we even fill one house at the Castro is so b- surreal to me. I still. mean, what an accomplishment! When you think about the weight of this, uh, what an accomplishment! And um, all these benchmarks you've set over the years. Um, do you ever sit back and say, "Wow, what have I done with my creative?" <laughs> <laughs> I think because it's so strange. Um, I often don't have those moments other than to say, um, because I never set out to do any of this, you know, like, like we, we often, you know, I talked to Hecklina a lot about it because as you know, Tweeka, like you were, you were here a million years ago with us. Um, a lot of this was accidental. Like for me, it was a hobby. You know, I, I wanted to make movies. That was clear. I went to film school. I'm not sure I understand exactly where you were at when you started. Like, what were you Well, I mean, I mean like when I moved here in 1996, um, Tranny Shack was just such a fluke thing. It was on a Tuesday night Tuesday at night. midnight. That's where it was you know, fabulous, it was, though, and, and, it? and so yeah. it was a group of performers mm-hmm. performing for other performers. Like, we mm-hmm. rarely, um, I think, I mean, and you probably remember this, I think we got paid $40 It was always best, $40, which seemed you know? like a good amount back then. But it was me. funny <laughs> because all, all of us spent more than $40, right. you know, to put our number on. Yeah. And it was grunge drag. It was, um, it was, you know, it was the era of grunge music. It was very grunge. Like, literally, we'd find crap on the street and incorporate it into a number. You know, okay. it was not flawless. It was not, it was not beautiful, it's you know. So it was yeah. it was very um, DIY and um, and it was very of the moment and so I think if you had told me then you know in 20 years you're gonna be selling out the Castro and this is what you're gonna be doing you're gonna be flying all over the world you know and and this is this thing this Peaches Christ character that you think is so funny and just this little hobby of yours mm-hmm. is gonna be kind of what you're known for later in life. Mm-hmm. One, I don't know that I would have been necessarily excited about that. You know, because <laughs> partly these things have to kind of, you know, and two, yeah. I wouldn't have believed you. And I think in some ways, um, both with Tranny Shack and Heckelina's sort of career and then Midnight Mass and Peaches Christ, um, maybe part of why they uh, grew the way they did is because mm. it was sort of never our intention. You know, like we weren't right. really trying. So it was really like this sort of, because we weren't in an industry town like New York or LA, right. we weren't kind of looking at the career aspects of it or, it, you know, the management part of it. And friends were showing up for the sake of, um, putting on a show they weren't going hey how much can you pay right. me or how's this going to benefit me later in life and it was like oh that sounds like fun yeah sure i'll do that and um and so i think in a lot of ways because it was not on purpose i think it's why it worked out the way it did does that make more sense i don't know it, if i'm explaining does. it right i, I yeah. also think you have like uh, unique work ethics and talent that um resonates beyond just our friends and you well, know. both Hecklina and I are workaholics. Everyone kind of who knows us knows that. So we're both like really tireless workhorses. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, we were both very competitive with each other mm-hmm. and somehow managed to stay friends while also being competitive. So our successes, we kind of would raise the bar like, oh, she did oh, that. Nice. Well, I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and we always work together, too. So we kind of grew together. Yeah. And I think by supporting each other, 
Um, and all the people that we worked with supported each other. You know, it was a very mm -hmm. supportive community. Yeah. And if you look at the early years of that first graduating, like, sort of class of Tranny Shack, the 1996, 97 years, you know, and you look at who was part of those those mm -hmm. first couple of years, it was like Animatronic, who went on to become a Scissor Sister and, and have oh, I world, world domination yeah. on pop music. And, you know, um, Renteca, who went on to create Barracuda and now travels the world all over, you know. So mm -hmm. I think there was something, you know, there, I always say to my students at SFAI, you know, look around because these people that you're with now, um, you might be with them for a long, long time and you guys have to help each other in art movements. If you look at, you know, um, sort of groups of people like John Waters or the Warhol years or whatever, they didn't do it alone. They needed people around them, you know, to support them. I mean, in the, as a remixer, it, it must be like that in every genre of art because it takes a small village to make a finished product, Yeah, I, you know, and, um, it, you know, I think people love it. I think people love to grow with your brand. It's like an extended family. <laughs> I know. I think it's so obnoxious to refer to it as a brand for me personally. But some other people your sometimes product. do. But meanwhile, I have like a logo that I put up on the yeah. screen. And, yeah. You know, it's like refrigerator you know, magnets. When we made that logo and when we did all that merchandise, yes. again, it was kind of very tongue-in-cheek, yeah. you know? So now the logos come to everything, represent right? Yeah. something, right? <laughs> but when we created this PC logo and all that, that was like we were making fun of that sort of thing, you yeah. know? So you it's have like funny a, a merch, merch store online? Or yeah, yeah, we do, <laughs> you know? And there's a big Who run, store. Does your mother run that? No, something? no. My, uh, no. Oh, intern. She would. No, my, I have a, um, my, I have a, a business partner, okay. you know, and we, we co-own Peaches Christ Productions together. And um, What's the most lucrative um, merch right now? Probably the movie. You know, I made a movie and, and it came out in 2010. And that's the thing that sells all, still. Like the DVD? You know, the DVD. Because yeah. if you get the DVD, like the movies on television and stuff like that, but it's often edited. Like it, mm -hmm. it airs. NBC Universal has the rights to air it on their Chiller um, network, and uh, it's cut. You know, like they they cut out dialogue and they cut out boobs, and mm -hmm. you know. So is this Silence of the Trams? No, this is all about evil. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so, so fans know that if they want to get the uncensored. DVD with all the, the extras, you know, and all the behind the scenes stuff that they can go to Amazon or to our website and, you know, buy it there. So. Awesome. You're a smart business queen. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I again, I, like I say, it was partly just loving what I'm doing. And then because I've been doing it for so long, I've made many mistakes over the years. So, so, learn so I've that. learned from my mistakes. I sometimes think that these queens that are coming up today, they, they, um, they want to have careers right away. You know, like, uh, I'm a drag performer, therefore I, this is what I do for a living. And it's like, well, it took me like 18 years before I could right. actually make, pay my rent doing this. Maybe not right. that long, but you know, yeah. it was a long a time. Process. I always had a job, you know, yeah, I was always, right. you know, I was always doing other things. So, um, you know, you go on a reality TV show, we all know which one, and then you become, um, you become super well-known overnight, but sometimes you come off of it, uh -huh. and because you haven't had the ch opportunity in a smaller mm -hmm. way to fall on your face, to make mistakes, mm -hmm. to alienate your friends, to to learn, you know, to, to have to eat a slice of humble pie, mm -hmm. and you have to do it in front of the whole world, I think that as much as I admire what they um, get 
to experience, you know, with that kind of overnight fame. I also do think that there's something to be said for um, learning these lessons over time, you know, in a, in a more natural way. Yeah. I feel bad for them sometimes because I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be that would have been awkward if I because of course I stuck <laughs> my foot in my mouth and, yeah. you know, learned right. how to, you know, have boundaries because we all want to believe that drag right. has no boundaries. Well, it does, you know. And so, you know, I, I yeah, I feel like in some ways people look at me now and they go, oh, my God, you're so successful and you've done so well. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's 20 years, though, you know. Yeah, the right. pie you're serving, honey, is is a long time <laughs> in the making. Right, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not some, like, pop, up, you know, pop, pop tart serving. Yeah. Well, right. that's why it's better. Right. Yeah, maybe. I it's mean, a delicious, sa- delicious savory piece of pie. Savory. And I also, honestly think I enjoy it more now because... You know, like in the earlier days, I had a lot of anxiety around it. And, you know, it's like now now it's sort of like I really like we did Sister Act and like I really love what I do. I really, really enjoy it. You know, whereas well, before I, it was yeah. a lot more stress. I imagine you, know? you take mm-hmm. all the pros and skills that you've learned from each event and bring it with you to the next. And it just I think uh, the, the end result for us, for the audience is, a, you know, a really tight, smooth funny you know we try the big challenge now is like we're touring more than we ever have and so you are that's like we like two weeks ago i was in new york city doing the witches of east village it changed you know yes yes it was was, it was east bay in, (laughs) in, in san francisco and then i rewrote it for new york and i have to say like i'm not used to transplanting one of our shows, especially to New York, oh, yeah. and it was uh-huh. great. It was amazing. It went super what well. What venue were you at there? Uh, the Gramercy, which is a uh, one of the. It's like a big Live Nation venue, and so they're not also used. They're do, used to doing rock concerts, so they weren't used to a bunch of drag queens coming in and and doing theater, you know, and having to figure out how to light for drama versus a rock show. Right. And, um, so we're learning, uh, you know, and 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 just partnered with a group in Seattle where we'll be regularly bringing productions up to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's new for me and, and it's exciting, but I'm also intimidated by it, but I'm excited. You know, yeah. I think as long as you keep challenging yourself, I'm excited because I'm kind of like, okay, we do all these shows in San Francisco and because of the nature of what I do, they don't have long runs, you know, like, um, you would have like at a regular theater, you know, because we fly in special guests and, you know, it's all this stuff that comes together and then boom, it's over. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's so sad to pack all that stuff up. And some of these shows will never be seen again. You know, they will just kind of fizzle away. And, uh, with the, the, with the extra cities, it's like an opportunity for costumes and the mm-hmm. script that I worked so hard on and the performance to be seen again and the choreography to be used right. again. So it's been, that's very satisfying. You're like gay Broadway. Now you're touring. <laughs> I love that. Off, 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 off Broadway. Yes. Uh, I would just say like maybe one off. It's not too far actually. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, before we let you go, um, can you tell us a little bit about, I think it's a weekly thing you're doing at Oasis called Out... Out loud, Out loud storytelling. Yeah, that's actually monthly. So oh, it's it's monthly. it's um the third Tuesday of every month. So we just did it uh, last night, and um it's just a storytelling show, and it was an idea I had after I was asked to do storytelling shows. They've become really popular, you know, on NPR mm-hmm. and and live um, shows, and I think it's that thing where the internet's uh, in some ways and and Netflix and 
grinder and all this stuff we've we've created such a sort of almost antisocial you know kind of climate it's so easy to isolate now right yeah um that people hunger for good old-fashioned connection yeah. and um and, and mention so, and, and and going out and yeah. just listening to someone tell a story is like such a beautiful thing and and I had so much satisfaction doing these other people's shows that I thought, well, I know a lot of dynamic, interesting people, and I um, now have access to this venue that my friend bought, so why not um, do a storytelling show? So that's what we've done, and like, even last night, it was so, what was the theme? Oh my God, you would think I'd know, it was last night. Spice it was, um, <laughs> no, it wasn't Spice Girls, it was um, Teenage Lust. And so I thought, oh, it's gonna all be sex. And you know, like uh, Landa Lakes, who I just love and admire uh -huh. so much. It's funny, the drag performers especially get up in that kind of an environment and end up going so raw and so deep as far as what they what they share emotionally because we never get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So like Heclina, Lady Bear, I'm thinking Sister Roma, like all these performers that usually have you just rolling in the aisles, cackling, mm -hmm. yeah. all made us cry. You know, because they get up there and uh -huh. they're all of a sudden sharing this part of themselves that you've never heard before. And Landa's story last night, I mean, wa waterworks. Was you know? she in the face? Or? She was in face. So it's this very different kind. And so was Heclina and so was Roma. And, and all of them, um, it's interesting to me that they've all chosen to go very um, personal and very real and, and really, you know, moved the audience to tears. Um, not that I, I don't want the you, the listeners to think that this is what the show is. Most of the show last night was was about sexual foibles and you know it was hilarious. Yeah. But it's I think it's an interesting thing where I'm connecting the dots and I'm like oh wow the drag performers often get up there and really surprise you. Um, so it's a side you don't often see. Yeah. yeah. Next month is celebrity encounters. So oh, okay. yeah, it should be like really star fun. fuckers kind of. Ah uh, no, more like people telling stories about encounters they've had with celebrities so i know one in particular is from someone who was a dresser on a movie and worked very closely with feruza balk oh that's um, cool so oh, you know oh, that sounds very uh, interesting what what else i don't know i don't know all the celebrities but that that'll be the you know so how do folks go to that do they need to buy tickets yeah it's at oasis it's ten dollars it's, it's in like the fez it's, room, you know correct, it's, or? uh no it actually was so successful that we moved out of the fez room into the big room so um yeah. it's in the bigger room now which is nice um, so we're on the stage, but yeah, it's only 10 bucks and you know, it's been again, one of these things, it's just a hobby and we'll see if it, you know, mm -hmm. goes anywhere. I mean, I don't really like, do you, um, I mean, do you have any days of the week where you just garden? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this kind of work is sort of my hobby, I guess you would say. And, um, and so like this weekend, um, I actually don't have to be, um, in drag. So I'm like. Mm -hmm. Uh, really excited, but uh, I yeah. know that feeling. Yes, yeah, I'm really excited, <laughs> and I'm going to like. My thing is, I love to go to the movies. So if my yeah. boyfriend and I get to have like a normal, like movie and dinner night right. out, like that's heaven. That's perfect. If you haven't seen the Jungle Book, go see it. I heard we haven't seen it yet. We we, we did see Zootopia. Not too long ago, and loved that. But I hear the jungle it's book amazing. is incredible. Spend like that extra ten bucks to see IMAX. Okay, we will. We just yeah. loved going to see, and we're, and we're going to a barbecue on Saturday. Oh, wow. So you do and get that's some nice yeah. quality time <laughs> yes. with your, your boyfriend. Yes, I met at, at the uh, at that restaurant in Castro. Yes, yes, uh, yes. What's his name again? Knee hot. Knee hot. So Shout you have out to, to think, think think of the of your knee and, and then the temperature. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he's Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Nihat. Yeah. Um, Peaches, thanks so much. I know you're super busy. All right. Well, thanks for having time. me. Thanks so here. much. So fabulous. And uh, we'll, I'll dedicate this song on the outro. This one's for you. And do come back sometime. I would love to. All right. We'll be right back with some special guests. <laughs> Yo, going out to Peaches Christ for all that work she did yeah, on her girl, production. It was so, I'm so I missed it, but I'm sure that's going to come back around. Well, our show's just like going nonstop. I want to uh, bring back to the microphone Rasa Italia. Hello, honey. Hello. How are you? I'm good, good. Um, oh, thank you for all these cards. Um, so tell <laughs> us quickly, like, uh, I know you've been on a couple times here and you're always busy. What's coming up for you? Well, my birthday's coming up in June, so I'm working on that. Happy early yeah. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. It's Thank you. It's never too early to start. That's right. right. I'm going to I'm gonna celebrate for two weeks of shows, so everybody come out to the shows, and it is during Gay Pride. Even though my birthday is June 4th and I'm a Gemini, I'm putting everything towards the Gay Pride 
time of the year, so I'll be doing things at Mahogany Mondays, at Meow Mix, mm-hmm. um, at Balançoire, Ain't, Ain't Your Mama's Drag. Um, awesome. Are you performing yeah. this weekend anywhere? This weekend. Or do you have a, a rare weekend off? No, not weekend off, but I do have some private events. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so tell our listeners what, what, you, what you do again. What do I do? Oh, um, I am a dance performer, and mm-hmm. I choreograph my own stuff, and I make my own costumes, and I sing, and I write my own music. Yes, I've yes. heard your dance music. It's good. And you, you do caricatures. I do draw caricatures at events as well. So that's one of the things I'll be doing this weekend. At a prom, I think it is. A prom. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. So mm-hmm. people want to hire you. Where Do you have a website for them? Or? I do. Yeah. Uh, my website is rasavitalia.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm guessing they can just check out your website to see everything that's going on for your birthday celebrations. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, we're working on that. And we're <laughs> going to have a big party even on Pride Day. We're going to do the Fairy Freedom Village. I'm going to do that stage. Oh, right. So. That's the, have you, you know where that is, Pearl and Pride um, by Civic Center? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a big one. That It's it's such a, sort of like a hippie love-in or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you come chill out in there, you nice. know. Yeah. Anything goes almost. Anything goes in there. <laughs> it's a little fenced off area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Their walls so are made of like a, a montage of blankets and sheets. That's the, you know, on the fence. That's exactly. The, yeah. So you can't see what's going on, but if you come on. In. The juxtaposition between the fairy village and right across is sober stage. So the juxtaposition between the two is like oh, not, sort of like good and evil or something. Good and evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could go back and forth and balance yourself out. Right. <laughs> right. right. That's funny. Yeah. Well, um, stay here. I want to. Uh, yes. We're rolling along here because our show Pearl's ending in. 15, 20 minutes, right. unless they don't show up the next show. But right now, I'd like to bring to the microphones a nice warm welcome for folks from the Community Housing Partnership. Let's have a nice round of applause for Samuel Gavel and Bridget Holland. Am I pronouncing your last name right, Sam? Um, in Portuguese, Galvão. But in, in, in the bastardized English that I've transformed it to, it's Galveo. We were both wrong. Paul and I were practicing how to pronounce that. Bonjour. Was it Fala? Bunda. So, if you briefly tell us what it is that you do over the at the Community Housing Partnership. Well, um, I'm a bilingual case manager. Uh huh. So I provide support services for the tenants at my site. Okay. So basically, what that means is. Um, I help improve their quality of life day to day. I get them services. I connect them with resources in the community, and uh, yeah, whatever issues they may have, they come down and see me. Especially the uh, monolingual Spanish community at my my mm-hmm. site. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone who um, who is your typical client um, at the community housing partnership? Um, a formless, formerly homeless individual. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside of drag and stuff, I work for mental health clients, right? So I have all kinds of clients who might be into, interested in something like this. Is this something that they would go to? or? Um, well, Community Housing Partnership, we have 1,100 apartments for formerly homeless individuals. So our mission is to help homeless people secure housing and become self-sufficient. Um, unfortunately, you know, the funding dictates who comes into that particular site. Mm-hmm. So it could be transitional age youth, senior adults, okay. single adults that are high users of um, 
the medical world, and they're all formerly homeless. But each um, site, depending on who funds that particular service, dictates the wait list. Got it. But people are, if they're interested in learning about the wait list or just learning about community housing partnership, everything is um, thoroughly listed on our website. And that is? chp.sf.org. It's chp-sf.org. Got it. It's kind of complex, the waiting list structure and, and everything else. We try to map it out on our website so people can understand it. What's the, if you're homeless, what would be an example of the first step towards um, being a resident of your, your organization? The first step would be, you know, connecting with the case manager, maybe the hot team, or mm-hmm. if you're in line at Glide um, and you want to connect with someone, they have case managers there, and that's a good step to mm-hmm. to connecting to the resources because having that case manager and the advocate for you is is definitely, you know, a key stepping yeah. stone to finding housing and the complex world of San Francisco housing, right? Yeah, right. Uh, community housing partnership, it's a citywide organization, would you say? Uh, yes, we're just here in San Francisco. We have housing from the marina all the way out to Treasure Island. We have oh, um, wow. 109 family homes out in Treasure Island, and then we have a bunch of homes in the, the Tenderloin, and then we have homes in the Trans Bay neighborhood. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, we're kind of all over the place, and we have homes in, in Soma. So yeah, we I mean, I, I'm loving this pearl. Uh, it's um, out of out of how many homeless people do we have currently in San Francisco? In, would you say in San Francisco we have about 6,700 homeless people that's on a the lot, streets? A lot of people. Has it gone up in the last two years? Or? Surprisingly, a little, but pretty much stayed steady over the the last the last couple of years. But uh-huh. you know, that's we have some people coming in, and then we're housing people. So I think the city's doing everything it can that to respond with the navigation center and. Um, we're actually part of the second navigation center um, at the Civic Center Hotel, which is going to be opening up more rooms for getting people housed immediately mm-hmm. without having so many barriers. You mm-hmm. know, finding the case manager, navigating the system. There's so many steps that people have to take to find a home mm-hmm. that it's just when you're already struggling through life, all those steps make it 10 times harder than we can even imagine you yeah. know, in this room. So. Out of the 6,700 6, people or so, um, what percentage would you say um, can benefit from your um, organization and what is your end game? Um, so our end game is to help homeless people secure housing and become self-sufficient. So um, one of our big objectives is by 2020, having 10% of our housing portfolio move out to less services and rich settings. So we have 1,100 apartments so by 2020, we'll still have we'll have more, but let's just say we only have 1,100. If we have 10% of our portfolio moving out, that's 110 apartments for more people to move in. So okay. because we're a solution, we are a home, we're supportive housing, we're not a safety net, we're not a shelter. Not just a safety net. You actually help people stand back up and and yeah. take ownership of them their yeah. journey or whatever they're on i am actually a client yeah. of yes of what is your name i want to my name is matthew banks hi matthew and, we want to um, get into your story um AKA and talk Maddie. about yeah but i'm Welcome. actually a client and mm-hmm. um it and you're young how old are you if i'm you, 25 25 I live in one of their youth buildings mm-hmm. um it's the second youth building that they have it's called edward two apartments and it's on scott and lombard and um the process is a really, like, it seems like a really, really long process to get into the housing, 
but I've been through a lot of different housing projects in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. and they're one of the easiest ones to get into. It's really just the wait. But if you keep yourself occupied, the wait isn't that long, and CHP is more than just housing. They also have an employment program called Solutions SF, and Mm -hmm. they try to help you. Like When they talk about transitioning people out of their buildings, it's not, oh, we just want to kick you out. No, they're trying to help you stabilize with a job and with housing. That way you can save up that money that you're earning and move on to something stable. That way you don't need supportive housing anymore. Where are you at on this journey? I am actually, oh, that's actually a very good question. I, w- I am the first graduate of the Solutions SF program. And I am, I was a desk clerk with Tenderloin Housing Clinic, which is another nonprofit mm-hmm. um, housing organization. But now I just got a promotion about a month ago and I'm a case manager, just like this person is. And um, yeah. like we're talking about Sam. <laughs> and, um, so that that's just what I do. What uh, what house Lombard. are you at on Lombard? Um, yes, I am at the Edward Two Apartments mm-hmm. on Lombard, and um, I work with THC at the Pierre Hotel um, on Jones and Geary, and I'm a case manager there. And um, Tenderloin Housing Clinic is another organization that you could go through for housing, um, but CHP is um, they're really really good at what they do. Their, their goal is to not just leave you housed, but to keep you going further and yeah. help you move forward with your life, not necessarily just getting housed, because housing is an issue, but what are you going to do next? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's where people kind of get stuck. They're like, okay, I'm housed now. Now what do I do? And it's kind of, when you're homeless for so many years, you're not worried about what's going on in your brain, so sometimes it's hard to get to that point where you want to do something. I can imagine other priorities take prominence when you actually are sleeping on a cold yeah. surface bed, bed at night. Food. That's something That's as simple as that. Yeah. Bed and food takes priority over everything. You're not mm-hmm. worried about, oh, maybe you should go to the doctor and get some health medication because yeah. you're seeing things. You're talking to yourself. You're not worried about that. You're like, oh, I need, I need food. Mm-hmm. I need to be inside or somewhere dry. Or I need to be so high that I don't care about any of this anymore because that is also reality mm-hmm. of the situation that happens outside. So I, um, I can imagine uh, that within the program that, um, as we're talking about, in addition to housing, there's also ways of um, dealing with people's addictions, for example, which I think is probably a part of homelessness to some extent. Would you say, Sam? There's a... Um there's a great correlation between homelessness and mental illness and uh, substance use. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, an article that came out in Mind Body Research um, by a study that was put out by University of California that says San Francisco's, San Francisco's homeless youth are 10 times higher at risk for death. Um, and uh, all the deaths in the cohort were preventable, and it, it stems from stigma because um, the population is highly stigmatized, and that stigma leads to neglect. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the, the data provides evidence that homeless youth uh, face um, when their only option is life on the streets. So you ha- if you walk through the Civic Center or UN Plaza, Mm-hmm. You see it. You know, it's not just there, but I get off at Civic Center every day to go to work, and I walk uh, 10 to 15 minutes to Ellis yeah. between Hyde and Larkin. You know it. You live in the Tenderloin. Oh, yeah. I yeah. see it. And so you walk up Hyde, you walk up, uh, you walk through that area, and it's in your face. 
you know, and you can't escape it. And it's tragic. Um, and it affects me on a personal level. You know, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and you, there's a lot of addiction. There's a lot of use. Um, you see a lot of uh, crack, methamphetamines, heroin. Heroin is uh, really big, and so are pills. I see the cycle. I see the, yeah. the people who are selling it, and mm -hmm. I see the customers, and yeah. I see the, the managers of the sellers. Yeah. There's this whole thing going mm -hmm. on. It's right? cool. Now, yeah. mm -hmm. is that yeah. something you guys help with also with people who have addiction problems? Like, do you help them find, like, rehabs or... Well, we have uh, a philosophy which is called harm reduction. Okay. Um, and what harm reduction is is meeting the uh, tenant or client at where they're at. So let's say... Um, you are using heroin. Okay. So um, we think that it would be a better idea, or harm reduction believes it would be a better idea, safer for you to have a clean uh, a needle when you use your or a clean syringe right. when you fix. So um, there are programs in uh, the Tenderloin um, and throughout different parts of San Francisco that uh, have clean needle needle exchange. And so um, we would, I as a as a um, case manager, if someone comes to me and says, you know. I drink too much. I'm an alcoholic. I need help. I'd refer them to Joe Healy, um, a detox center. Okay. And they would detox, and um, I would uh, provide them with resources, 12-step uh, programs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the the what but it has to be, um, it's, it has to be something they want. Yeah, yeah. It's never to force anything. Right. To anybody. Yeah. And I can yeah. say that as a case manager because THC also believes in harm reduction, and one of the downsides of our job is that. If a person doesn't want to help themselves, unfortunately, we have to be okay with it because they are in the quality of their life is in their hands. Same you're anybody. You're the captain of your own ship at the end right. of the day, and that is their choice. Right. Mm -hmm. and so, so it's just our our job to guide them in a way where where they want to go, not where we want them to go. Mm -hmm. Even though we could want them to go a completely different way. Well, let's let's guide this whole group to um, your annual fundraiser, which is the biggest yes. event of your year. We have to actually wrap things up here. So we're so, sorry to cut you short. You guys are always welcome no to come worries. back again. No worries. But Thanks it's called A Night with the Stars. It's coming yes. up very shortly, and it's their biggest fundraising event of the year. So it's a really big, important deal. Um, go ahead and tell us what it's all about. I'll, I'll do the 101 spiel, and we have Maddie, who's actually performing at A Night with the Stars. And this is just a huge event. I think you guys Oh, Lucy not only is he a caseworker. <laughs> um, so, a night with the stars. We actually start planning about a year ago, but in August, or in December, we have, like I mentioned, we have over 1,500 tenants in our buildings, mm -hmm. and we do a call for talent to all of our tenants in our buildings, and they come and they audition to be a part of the show in December. And of the 40 or 50 people who audition, we narrow that down to six tenants that are just super talented and we pair them with local artistic mentors mm -hmm. oh. and they're paired with these mentors in January and they start meeting with their mentors and start refining their act and tweaking it so then actually this Wednesday April 27th at the Herbst Theater they're going to perform on stage with their mentor and shine and show the amazing people that they are overcome all the circumstances that they have to be on stage in front of our community and it is just 
the most amazing show. Like you'll be watching. Your, uh, it's yeah. gonna produce tears, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but also, <laughs> you're, you on your feet. You have an accordion. You have a pianist. You have Drums, a dancer, dancing, a drummer. Drums. Is it open to the public? Uh, do we buy tickets? Yeah, how, yeah. how does one get tickets a ticket? Tickets are on uh, the city box office website. Mm -hmm. um, you could go through that through our website, chp-sf.org. And the general mission tickets are $70, and then the VIP tickets are $150, but that involves, you know, a, um, beer and wine and hors d'oeuvres and mix and mingling with you yes. know, <laughs> our lovely city supervisors and politicos and amazing people from our community mm -hmm. who um, want to get back. And then the show starts at 7 o'clock on April 27th. And it's just going to be an amazing experience. I hope you guys can all join yeah, us. And we have, Pearl, the honor of um, having a little slice of what that talent's going to sound like. Maddie's going to actually do a cappella for oh, us. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> so set it, set it up for us, Maddie. Okay, so um, I was really having a hard time figuring like what to sing. So um, hold on, let me think of it for a second. Can I make a plug? Shut No. Oh. And yes, you can. <laughs> Just my daughter, Luciana. Hi, baby. I is love she you. listening? <laughs> How old is she? Three years and nine months. Aw, oh. shout out to Luciana in, uh, okay. in the San Bay. Leandro. San Leandro. Yeah. Okay, um, Maddie. This is a Justin Nizuka song. It's called Golden, Golden Train. Um, I just love the song. So, um, <clears throat> don't you wake up yet. Give me some time to watch you asleep, oh angel of mine. And I, I will be fine as long as you need me, oh angel of mine. But tomorrow, if a golden train came to take you away, would you go or would you stay? Tomorrow, if a golden train came to take you away, would you go or would you stay? One thing I know for sure is my love for you is deeper than any root or stone. Mama told me so. Don't walk the streets alone. I said the one thing I know for sure is my love for you is deeper than any root or stone. Mama told me so. Don't walk the streets alone. I said, tomorrow if a golden train came to take you away, would you go or would you stay? Tomorrow if a golden train came to take you away, would you go or would you stay with me? And I'd like to de dedicate that song to my sister, Destiny. If you're mm -hmm. listening, I love you so much. Is she listening? <laughs> she better be listening. Let's have a nice round of applause from, from Maddie. And we're going to have to leave it there, folks. So this is the part of the show, Pearl, as you know. You know, my favorite. <laughs> we go around with our last thoughts. Final thought. Go ahead, Pearl. You start. I'll go last. All right. Uh, Rasa, <laughs> last thoughts. Last thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> 
first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> Remind them of. She doesn't want to say it's nodding. She can't <laughs> actually say. It. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. We'll talk yeah. later. Not after that. <laughs> Bridget, last thoughts. Um, just come join us at a night with the stars. We have people like Maddie who've been working so hard, and having the community out there to support this event would mean so much to us. So chp-sf.org see you there perfect fabulous uh maddie um just for everyone to remember that when you want to change just look for that in yourself because that's where it all starts awesome samuel um when you walk down the street and you see a displaced individual who doesn't have a home don't just look the other way and think um hey, that's their problem, because it's our problem. We live on this planet as a community, and we have to uh, remember every soul that's out there, every human being, that they deserve a home. Fabulous. Pearl All right, tease. you guys. All right, you guys. So you guys know, you guys better wish me luck <laughs> after this pageant in Seattle this weekend. Yeah. But you, <laughs> She's leaving on the plane right. tomorrow. What time's your flight My tomorrow? My flight tomorrow is at 8. PM. Oh, all right. Well, you have all day to pack. Yeah. But you guys know, tune in every Wednesday here at House of Pride Radio from 6 to 8 p.m. at mutinyradio.fm. Fabulous. And my last thoughts can best be represented in this song I'm dedicating to all of us and our listeners. Do join us next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Oh, I guess I should use two hands. Just to kidding. Y'all know that we can't ever get together. <laughs> all right. Goodbye, folks.
Just going nuts. Yeah. The city did it on the Halloween one so they could get rid of two birds, one stone, and like just get the cops out for one night instead of two. Right. That's smart, really. I mean, you just kind of, yeah, you're already going to be out. Might as well do it on the one night. I hated that it was on Halloween because I, I didn't, like, I had an Austin Powers costume. I was going to go to this like costume party, but I never ended up going because I went to the parade and got blacked out. But I still wore Damn. the costume. I was just fucked up and trashed. That was a big day to just be hammered from beginning to end. That and like St. Patrick's Day in the city is crazy. But what makes me love the Giants parade so much is I feel like when the Giants were winning, the whole city was just happy. Everybody was just juiced. And then we could all we could talk about was the Giants. Like everybody was a fan. I was buying like the fake t-shirts and shit for like five bucks in the corners of the streets. And we were united in a way. Like we were, we all, cause this was like pre-bandwagon kind of. And we were still this was like, the like city. this, dude. No, this is when the bandwagon started. After we won, it, it started strong. There's always been people out of town that were Giants fans that drive from Marin and like. So like, no. I mean, I think it like really hit hard, and everyone became a Giants fan after that. But before that, you were watched the games, and you knew no one was rooting for us, and it was just us. And that's how special it was. I mean, I also got to watch it with my grandmother, so that was cool. And like, uh, you know, but that was great. And we, you know, I think after that, then the Detroit one was also great. But now, like the last one, the 2014 one, was definitely weird. Definitely like everything is Giants now, and like it's just weird. How, oh, I kind of like when we are underdogs for a minute, because that just makes like like makes the Warriors. Fun. Like we, we're still the underdogs in a way. No, we're like on top, but like we were treated as the underdogs even for like winning the NBA championship. Oh, you're talking about like Kevin that, Love wasn't in, and so they like thought like, oh, we we got lucky, but now we're showing them that we deserve it. Yeah, no, I, feel, I, don't, I know nothing about sports. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Like, if, if I say one thing, I will get slandered because I should know more than I do. But, uh, so Sky, outside when we were uh, touching on marijuana, you talked about a little thing that I think you think exists. I'd like to get your perspective on it. Do you think aliens are a real thing? Of course. I mean, I think, like, how 
I mean, they're not aliens yet, but they're other life forms. They're not aliens until we meet them. Because we're aliens too. But I'm like, it up, you know. <laughs> so right now, they're just other beings out there in an intergalactic journey in space and time. So. What do you think aliens are like? Do you think like, because people like us, pe- people think like mass religion says like aliens don't exist. That mass religion, that's that's a very broad statement. I Christian know. religion says like there's only life here, and I feel like that's kind of a crazy thought. I think like you can't say aliens exist because there's really no proof, but you cannot say aliens don't exist. It's just hard. It's just some of those things you just have to see. I think I am an alien. Well, we know that. What makes you Elaborate. think that? I just, just like, come on, you have something to say. But I just, I just think that like, are you saying I'm we're not humans? from here? Like humans or aliens? Like you know, like what's the missing chromosome from monkeys too? No, no, I'm a human. I'm like alien. I'm just saying, aliens. like, what if we are aliens? I mean, in a way, we we kind of are like this planet. We're all like, aliens. what are we waiting we for? Somewhere we may not have come from. Humans planet. are already different now than like they were before. Like, whatever's next is just gonna be like. Dude, it would make sense if we were aliens because we're like the only ones who just fucked the whole planet up. Like, no other animals are doing. Not that. really. I mean, I mean, I agree. I mean, but we're like, also part of nature too. Because if we're animals, and if that's the belief, then we're just the most destructive. We're parasites, essentially. Because we're on top. We're the number one on the food chain. If you still think we're here. We're not. In the food chain, we we are. We're so good at it. We're not even in it. We just control it in a way. Like I mean, I think we're like parasites, but that's gonna run its course, and that's gonna be the history of Mother Nature. How Is we that destroyed it. how like part of how humans just destroyed everything? Yeah. And essentially, yeah. we are. Like what what makes us more important than anything? But we have the opportunity I mean, to like, save shit. We like we can bro- blow up mountains and make it. Humans weren't born Shit. to destroy Crazy. the planet. That just has happened to, like, the cultures. Like, humans, from I, in my point of view, from the caves, we weren't out there to destroy anything. We were just part of Mother Nature. We weren't on top. Species died and species rose, and we happened to rise. Mm. And that's just how it is. We developed so much. I mean, who's to say that another animal won't develop in the future? Just saying a thousand, in, like, two thousand years, and we're on it, like in a spaceship going like intergalactic whatever and we're traveling the world that another animal like like let's say like a tiger can talk now i know like dolphins are hella smart and they have their own actual language they have different words that they talk to the, like uh dolphins so who's to say that the dolphin won't the dolphin who's to say that the dolphin won't in 2000 years we'll be like hailing our new dolphin president evolve, evolve or we'll learn to talk to them or hack their language Language is only like 11,000 years old, so it's kind of crazy they have it too. True. They might be as advanced as us. Or, or just, more advanced. They're just in the water and they didn't have to adapt like we did. It's true. We have a shot. It's true. If anything, dolphins have more access to the world than we do because most of the world is like water. And like, don't don't we only know like what, 5% of the fucking ocean, which is nuts? We're there's... actually scanning the ocean right now. Like we're doing like the, the, the full sweep of the planet. That's what I'm saying, dude. The aliens are here. <laughs> 